0: User friendly games. I'm your host, Bill Snodgrass, and I hope everyone out there had a great holiday season. I know mine has been busy, and so is probably most of yours. I was lucky though during that time to get an interview with Dave Prizio, our guest for today. That's right, the first guest on User Friendly Games. He's going to be talking about his gaming system, the Triton Game System, which is for fantasy role playing. It is an interesting and unique system that i've come across i met him at a convention early last year and finally he was able to publish it and get it out over the holiday season i will go into more depth of my experiences and what's good and bad about the game after our interview so let's go ahead and take a quick break to shift right into that interview
1: echoes from the west Great hammers will fall under high rocks. All will answer the call. Bring us your arms, pariahs of yore. All faces turn out to war. Exiles
0: of the ash, step through crimson glow. Guards and welcome back. I'm here with David Prizio of Fenris Publishing, who's going to tell us about his new game system. So, David, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit?
1: Well, hello, I'm David. I'm the president of Fenris Publishing, and I'm also the uh, creator and lead designer of the tri Gaming System.
0: So, what differentiates your system and you know what it's about? Uh, what makes it different than, say, Dungeons & Dragons or any other RPG system out there?
1: So the Tri-10 gaming system was built from the ground up to be really versatile and flexible. Um, What's kind of different about it is it's a lot more freeform in how you build your characters and how you run your games. Um, It's a classless and levelless system, so there's not any artificial uh, restrictions on exactly how you can build your character. Um, It's entirely skill-based, so you pick exactly the skills and the traits that you want your character to have and there's not any extra rules that say well you're a wizard therefore you can't use the sword or uh, wear heavy armor or anything like that you can do all of that in any combination that you would like with triton and the internal balance of the system will compensate for that as you go
0: so i noticed a number of things that were different um you had a number of skill sets which are what. Uh, determine different things, like if you can use a sword or magic or that. But you also had uh, three of them, if I recall, that are based on uh, defense.
1: Yeah, there's multiple defense skills, and each one of those is going to be based on a different attribute. So there's dodge, and that's going to be based on agility. It's the most flexible uh, defense skill. You can use it against pretty much any kind of uh, physical attack that you might be dealing with. Um, But it's tied to agility, which is going to be the least useful stat for combat. So if you stack really heavily in dodge, you'll be really good at defending yourself from the most number of attacks, but you're not going to be able to use, say, your high dodge and your high agility. That high agility is not going to contribute to you being more effective in other types of combat. Um, Whereas the parry skill, for example, that's based on dexterity, which the same goes for sword and spear. So if you have a really high dexterity, you can have a really high parry skill, but parry can only be used with uh, against melee attacks. You can't parry an arrow, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also block, which is based on strength, which is helpful for melee attacks, at least for dealing damage when you connect. But actually landing the hits um, is going to be based on dexterity. So there's a sort of a natural balance there between all of the different defense skills and which attributes they're tied to. And so you get certain pros and cons depending on which way you want to focus your build.
0: Ah, well, that's interesting. So, I mean, I got into it, tried a different things. Um, of course, one of the first ones I tried was to build a bard and learned that you really have to pay attention to the skills and talent sets um, being important on that. So- you definitely
1: do. Um, the versatility and the flexibility of the game, it doesn't hold your hand that much. So you have to be mindful about how you want to put your character together and which skills and talents you want to choose, because you have to build your own balanced character. It's not going to force you to take all of these different uh, you know, skills and talents. You have to pick exactly what you want.
0: So explain to us a little bit about the combat because, I mean, we did cover that defense skills and I found the combat system to be interesting. I mean, I have seen um, similar systems, but not really in this way.
1: So probably one of the biggest things about combat is a little bit different than what people might be used to is you're going to be doing opposed roles for combat. If I use my sword skill against you, then you can choose. One second, our dog is having an issue. (laughs) Sorry about that. So if I use my sword skill against you, it's up to you which defense skill you want to use to defend. So you can use parry, you can use block, or you can use dodge.
0: And they're opposed rolls,
1: correct? Yeah, so they're going to be opposed rolls. So I will roll my sword, and then you would roll whichever defense skill um, you would want to roll against that. So if it's just the two of us fighting, then it's pretty straightforward and simple. However, the defender will start to accumulate penalties. So if it's two on one, the first time you make a defense, you don't take any penalties. But when the second person attacks you, you're going to take a minus two from that second attack. Because obviously, if you have to defend yourself twice in a round, it's going to get progressively harder the more times you have to defend yourself. And so the system will be a little bit less forgiving about running into a giant group of enemies and trying to fight them all off by yourself. Because every time another person attacks you in the same round, you're going to take a cumulative minus two penalty. Ah, there was a question about rounds.
0: Because it would seem like it would be kind of a pretty downhill slope if it was the entire combat. Uh
1: Yeah, that resets every round. So at the beginning of your turn, your defense penalties will reset. Ah.
0: So... I mean these are pretty standard and you set away from other games such as D and D, Pathfinder, things that people are used to. What would you say really is your defining statement of what makes your game as completely unique as it is?
1: To me the most unique thing about Triton is its absolute focus on flexibility and versatility. The mechanics are easy to approach but hard to master. Um, you can make exactly the kind of character you want to make. It's not going to force you into any box. So whatever you can dream up, you can build your character exactly that way. And there's going to be you know, benefits and drawbacks depending on how you build your character. But it really grants the ultimate flexibility to exactly how you want to put your character together. And that goes all the way to what race you want to be, what skills you want to take, what armor you want to wear it's exactly how you want it to be
0: one of the things that i found interesting was how you took the normal stat blocks of strength dexterity constitution and so forth and broke them down into two subcategories uh what was your reasoning for that
1: so way back at the beginning when we were designing the the core fundamentals of the game we were kind of trying to figure out which stats we wanted to incorporate um I, most of my experience back when I started designing this had been with D&D, and so I was kind of used to the standard six, um, but I felt that we needed to have a little bit more. I wanted to include agility with dexterity, and I wanted to break charisma down. And so for Tri-10, we have personality and attractiveness. And when I looked at that set of stats, I realized that they really broke nicely down into body, mind, move, and self. Was sort of the active and the passive side of that so the active of body is strength and the passive is constitution the active of move was dexterity and the passive was agility and so forth through the rest of our stats and how it ended up all working out really nicely is all of your secondary attributes which is going to be your hit points magic points speed and appearance all tied very nicely into the passive of each one of those so your hit points is ten times your constitution. Your magic points is ten times your intelligence. Uh, your speed is ten times your agility, and your appearance is ten times your attractiveness. Mm-hmm. And so all the little pieces just lined up beautifully, um, almost by accident. But we pulled it all together, and we're just really pleased with the natural balance that that created with those eight stats, broken to active and passive.
0: Hmm. See, I know that uh, that confused me a little bit at first, so. That's why I wanted to see where you guys came up with it. I mean, I tried a couple of characters. My first character was a uh, fox uh, fire dancer, I believe is what I ended up doing. So I went a lot in uh, appearance and personality and dexterity, uh, mostly agility, and found that to be an interesting journey, of probably trying to make the hardest character there was for the first time.
1: Hey, you know, dive in head first.
0: Yeah. Um, What were your influences? Because I saw what looked like influences to me, but maybe they weren't to you um, when you were designing different aspects of the game.
1: So we took influence from a couple of places. Um, because Dungeons & Dragons is sort of the 800-pound gorilla Um, We draw a lot of influence from that, and that's the one I was most familiar with when I started this whole process. Uh, But we also took uh, inspiration from Ironclaw a little bit for those who might be familiar with that system.
0: Hmm. Because, I mean, like, to me, it was, uh, especially when I got down to the spells, the way the spells were handled reminded me of uh, Final Fantasy or Shining Force, uh, the older versions, you know, with how you bought them or found them and utilized them that way.
1: We actually, way, way early in development, we were playing with this magic system that was going to be a um, like an elemental-based system, fire, earth, water, air, and spirit. And we were trying to find creative and interesting ways to bring all of those together in a way that would make sense and actually be viable for a, a pen and paper role-playing game. It ended up being a bit more complicated Uh, So we rethought how we wanted to do that, and then the idea uh, came up that we wanted to just break it down into spell schools. And I would say that Final Fantasy is probably a huge influence on me just from growing up. Those are my uh, favorite uh, video games to play, so I suspect there might have been a little bit of unconscious influence uh, from Final Fantasy.
0: Ah. Well, I mean, it follows through to all of us. Uh, I had Moogles in one of my D&D games for a while, so that happens. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, um, of course we'll have links in the description to get this game system. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Where we can find your system and all that? Contact information, things like that?
1: Sure. So our main page is just fenrispublishing.com, and that's where you can go uh, buy the system if you're interested in it. We also host a community page, which is tritengaming.com, and there we have community forums and links to our official Discord and Telegram chat channels, where we're putting together sort of a community space to get feedback from players, and also where players can uh, bounce ideas back and forth. One of our players has already put together a custom character sheet um, for our system and we really encourage people to uh, customize and to add their own content to make changes. Triton was built to be flexible enough that you could really easily add or change or remove parts of it just based on how you want to play. So it's really modular like that. If you want to add a whole new spell school that's a piece of cake. Come up with a list of spells and just drop them right in. Then you can do that. No problem at all. If you want to come up with a new... we have, I want to say we have about 40 races or so in the game. If you want to add a new race, it'll take you five minutes to put one together. It's very easy to add your own content.
0: Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, I think that it's going to be an interesting system for people who are looking for a little bit more. I know me jumping in, it felt a little... Uh, quite a learning curve. As you said, it does not hold your hand.
1: It's definitely in the easy-to-learn, hard-to-master. So the base mechanics are pretty approachable. If you have 10 constitution, that translates to 100 health. Um, There's not a lot of counterintuitive ways that the mechanics function, but as far as what's the best set of skills to choose to make a good character for each different type of campaign, that's where a little more of the tactical and strategic um, know-how is going to come in and we're having a little more experience with the system will help, but just getting in, in the very beginning, making a character, we wanted that to be as straightforward as possible.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I struggled a little bit because I didn't have any uh, really help. I mean, I was contacting you every now and then, but it took a little bit of time and then I realized, oh, well, there's where I made this mistake and this mistake over here. And, uh, I'm going to have to check out that custom character sheet that you were talking about. I know I had yeah, struggled our, with our the organization the on the point. one
1: we had. <laughs> so I'm the comments we've bad. gotten on the, um, on the character sheet we made is that is a little bit dense and uh, tightly packed. And we wanted to have a one page character sheet and it's a dense page, but we pulled it off, but um, we're getting some requests for a more spread out character sheet. So we um, that's what our user did is they actually spread it out to two pages. So some people might enjoy that. And we'll probably release a two-page version of it as well.
0: But, well, I mean, that's always up to certain people and how they like to play. I know Oh, of course. I, I've been using custom sheets for pretty much every system I've played since, oh, I was probably 15 or 16. So, and, you know, with the yeah. internet helping
1: it. I know the one that always,
0: Absolutely. always helps me is if you get a form-fillable PDF version. That way you can store them.
1: Definitely. We released a um, an Excel version of it, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to put out some more versions as well for people to use. So we're, we're all about customization, and um, we want to facilitate that within the community. So uh, we have our forms where we want to encourage people to share whatever they come up with. It's like, hey, I made this tool to make this game a little bit easier for how I want to play. Awesome. Post it here, and we can share it with everybody.
0: All right. Well, again, that's uh, Fenris Publishing. Thank you for being on here and letting us know about your game.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Again, we'll have the links to this in the description. We will be right back. And we're back. Thank you again. That was an amazing interview. So, my experience with this system. Now, I didn't get a chance to sit down and play test it at the convention where I met him. And I kind of wish I had. When he says, does this told to no hands? It does not. You are thrust right into it. And while there is a little bit of an idea of how to make a character, a lot of it is really learning on your own. I would suggest that if you do have someone out there who has made a character, or things like that. And as he said, there is a community, so I'm sure there's going to be an interesting guide that's going to help you to get to where you want to be with this game. But if you're just picking this up off the shelf or ordering it from him, more rapidly, you're probably going to run into a lot of issues. But these are not major things that you expect in normal books you're probably not going to find too much here and things that you may not pay much attention to in those other games you're going to find here now what this means is is there is a lot of races to choose from but very little description of how those races are there are a lot of different skills and talents these are things you really have to take into account i would say do not try to just jump into this directly as making a character like I do. That's how I go into every game system pretty much, is I get a character sheet out and I start my learning of the game by making the character. This is, I'm going to say, is a system where you probably want to read the book once, twice, at least get the main ideas of what you need. Because there are going to be things that you're going to miss. On my first character, I did not understand the dodge, parry, and block idea. I did not understand that talents are what creates your ability to use weaponry to do certain things such as be a bard. So I was attempting to create a bard character without realizing where those abilities came from. That each school of magic is its own talent, and there are certain talents that if you're going to be a wizard per se, you need to take, such as literacy, to even really be able to do your class. Now this isn't to say it isn't an interesting concept. It does seem very complex at first, and I will admit that. Is it for everyone? No, but neither is Dungeons and Dragons or Starfinder or any of those out there. Some people are gonna like Fate Dice. Some people are gonna like World of Darkness more. Some people are going to like Freeform, Improv, RPG, Far more than they're ever going to like anything that involves dice. I have personally found an interesting love with uh, Dread, a game that uses basically Jenga. That's right, a stack of wood and a whole lot of fun and suspense to create an interesting game. Hopefully, I'll get to cover Dread more in the future. If you get a chance, try checking it out. There's been a few groups who have played it online. Including uh, some of the cast of Critical Role, interesting mechanic, but I'm not here to talk about that one today. Today is Triton, and I would say pick it up. Another thing that really kind of threw me off too is that if you're used to normal 7-set dice, your d20, your d10, d12s, so on and so forth, there are certain die you're not going to use in this game. Not a big deal, it just seems odd when you're used to it, but... Then again, you get into like Star Wars or some of those where it's entirely D8s. You know, it goes on from there. Shadow runs all D6s. Now, one of those things that's interesting about this game too, is it has a complete bestiary in the back. So, you don't have to really think about buying multiple books like you do with most systems. From off the bat, one book, you can run the entire game. And this isn't like me saying that from a player's guide of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition you can run an entire game. Because there are a few little minor things that you want, and definitely a bestiary. You know, our monster manual. The benefit of this is, is Triton game system, you pick it up, it has every rule and it gives options for everything. And there's the monster manual in the back. You can just roll with it and go. Now one of the things that wasn't covered is how the experience system works. If you've played Shadowrun and remember Karma, it's more uh, equated to that than it is to a lot of things. It's a point by system, and you're estimated to get about 4 or 5, maybe 2, experience points per game. And you're expected to max out your character somewhere between the 60 to 100 experience point range. So, it comes into an interesting idea. There, of course, is certain levels where the character is no longer playable, similar to when you start playing, uh, let's say, video games like Fallout 4, where you get above level 80 or so, you start just filling in abilities and such, the uh, stats and things that you don't really care about or need. You've already maxed out your uh, special or your stats, and you just go on from there. So it is an interesting game. There is no current resurrection types thing, you know, like using uh, Raise Dead or something like that to bring character back to life. So I think there is a little bit of suspense and thing like that. It does seem focused more towards high fantasy, and as I said in the interview, I got a lot of Final Fantasy Shining Force vibe from it. And I would hold to that, that it does have that kind of idea of high fantasy. I mean, you could go any direction you want with it, but that's where it sets. So again, that's Triton System from Fenris Publishing. We will have links in the description of this. And until next time, happy gaming. User-Friendly is copyright 2017, User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. All rights reserved. Music used under license. Opinions expressed on this show are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. or this station.